Hello. Welcome to Postcolonial Space. I'm Masood Raja. And in this episode, I will briefly talk about desire and class interest. And my this conversation is uh, in a way prompted by a rereading of the famous Deleuze and Foucault interview of 1975 and I'll post a link to that interview in the description of the episode but towards the end of that interview Deleuze makes a kind of a prophetic but profound statement while talking about class interest he says and I'm paraphrasing here that class interest finds itself where desire has placed it right now of all the critiques of that interview the most brilliant of course is by Gayatri Spivak right her can the subaltern speak was an intervention into that interview but somehow uh, she doesn't really dwell on this particular point that Deleuze makes and i think understanding this statement that class interest is found where desire has placed it is really crucial in understanding in global politics or us politics as to why so many people vote against their own class interest that for Deleuze and Guattari especially in Antioedipus desire precedes the lack so unlike Lacan in whose psychoanalysis it is the lack that produces the desire in human subjects for Deleuze and Guattari the desire pre-exists the lacks because we are all in their words desiring machines right so desire is kind of part of our drives So if self-interest or class interest finds itself where desire has placed it the implications of that is that if you create a society with a mythology that anyone can be a billionaire anyone can be a millionaire that the freer you are the less government there is the more prosperous you will become and if you have internalized it then your desire has already placed your class interest not alongside the people with whom you work and struggle but with the people of whom you could be one someday right so in other words if i am a working class man if i work hard every day and if i believe in this mythology that i could be a millionaire one day as well So my interest then is not with my working class colleagues it is with the millionaires so if any law is made or any legislation is made which is trying to curb you know the millionaires or add more taxes to them even though i'm not a millionaire i will oppose that because my desire has already aligned my class interest with what my future could be and not where i am
So let us look at the practical implications of this. In the 2008 U.S. election, the person named Joe the plumber became famous for aligning himself, you know, with John McCain, but for also uh, suggesting that he didn't want a tax cut or things like that. Now, how does someone such as Joe the plumber come to be? Now, you can create a subjectivity such as Joe the plumber only in a culture which promises unparalleled and unimpeded progress upwards, like upward mobility. So even though Joe the plumber didn't have a job, didn't pay any taxes, his interest was aligned with the millionaires because he didn't want to be taxed when he became a millionaire. So when class interest finds its place where the desire has placed it, it always will align itself with the class interest of people above you financially and politically. Now, what that does is, in any kind of politics, it creates a vacuum. Because if the rich are protecting their class interest, which of course they do, right? And if you are also aligned with them and protecting their class interest, then no one is guarding and protecting your class interest. And that's what I see as the brilliance of this insight from Deleuze. And if we understand this, there are so many other things we can understand about contemporary politics in the United States, but also elsewhere in the world. So if I, as an individual, right, if I am deeply religious, and if I have found my class interest in a future society which would be religion-based or which will be guided by the principle of one particular religion, then my alignment will be with anyone who claims that kind of religiosity or who promises that he or she can bring about that change and not necessarily with the people with whom I share my material conditions. Chances are it would even drive a wedge between me and my immediate family members because my alignment is now with a religious ideology and my desire has placed my interest with a group or an individual who can promise me that transformation. And you can see that in the current support of evangelical Christians for Donald Trump, right? Now, on the surface, Donald Trump is not necessarily the kind of Christian that they would like to be. You know, he, he's obnoxious, right? He is rude. That's not most how most evangelical Christians behave in real life. But they desire for this country to be more Christian. And in that sense, then Donald Trump becomes that tool that can fulfill that desire. So then in the personality of Donald Trump or the politics of Donald Trump is where desire has placed their interest. So even though the same people will never tell their children to emulate Donald Trump and behave like him, Since desire has placed their interest alongside him and in his politics, they will continue to vote for him, right? And that is what we learn from this brief insight. Of course, it's in an interview and it's not just a statement by Deleuze. This is what is backed by his philosophical work. But this little insight can make us think about practical things in so many ways 
different ways and that is why i keep telling my students and my friends about the importance of theory and importance of philosophy that it's not just for us to learn and then mobilize those you know elevated vocabularies to convince other people or impress other people that that when we learn these theories and these philosophies and think and reflect about them it enables us to understand the world in which we live and if we understand the world in which we live better then maybe we can work towards changing it or maybe we can work towards building solidarities that enable us to change it so that is all i wanted to share in this brief episode now i highly recommend that you should read the interview and i'll post a link as i said in the description but also please pay a little attention to deleuze and guattari especially antiedipus and maybe a thousand plato's because those are two good books to read they are hard books to read but the best way of approaching them is to just read them carefully and see what you get out of it but more importantly and i think that has been my mission as a teacher but also on these podcasts and on my youtube channel is to think the world differently to think of the world in a way where we can build these kind of solidarities where we can understand how class interest works what role desire plays in it and then maybe we can also then question and reshape and redirect our desires i mean we can't escape desires because we are as deleuze says desiring machines but maybe we can learn to redirect them maybe we can learn to make them more inclusive more egalitarian like more responsive to the world in which we live so that is kind of my mission as a professor as a teacher but also as someone who comes occasionally and records a lecture either on youtube or through a podcast and i am really grateful for your support thank you so much for joining me every now and then and i will now come back with another episode on some other topic of interest to you until then thank you so much and as always peace and love